episode 16. I'm your man, A. White. Got a guest in sitting in for Ben House, who is on anniversary night. This is anniversary night for the, in the House household. So we went deep, deep into the dugout. <laughs> my man, my man, Big Truck, Big Truck from Big Things, Kentucky. How's it going, Big Truck? We went and we ride. What's going on with you, Coach? I mean, uh, Mr. White, man. Just, uh, man, it's nice in here, man. You know, get to sit in the locker, see what's up going on. Yeah. Hey, Happy man. anniversary, uh, Van. We only got one. How long Van been married, man? Huh? How long Van been married? 21. We done married 21. It might be 25. Ah, he's a veteran, veteran man. Okay. Yeah. That's good stuff, man. Yeah, right. so we only got one. We only got one request, man. You got to find one team this show, man, to just stick with, it, man. You can't just be jumping around from team to team, hey, man. man. You got to find one team, man. Stick with. It. Hey, hey, I got man. two teams playing right now as we speak. We got the Michigan game on and Baylor. You know, them two of my picks for that 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 tournament coming up. But we we'll see though. We'll see. Gonzaga ain't on your list. I I like Gonzaga, man, but. I just, I just don't have no faith in them. You know what I'm saying? They kind of like a UK football team. You just waiting on them to mess up. I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said that. Nah, man, that, that's no. Nah, they more like Georgia. Georgia, that team. Yeah, actually, like Georgia, you know, they always talented, but right just there. something don't, something don't click. Yeah, man. So, well, that's cool, man. Like I said we glad, glad to have you. As I said, man, you, uh, you work over there with with Coach Buford and uh, with big, uh, big, big things, Kentucky. So yes, what, what's, what, what y'all have going on this week? I know y'all have, or what's, what's the latest? What's the latest topic y'all y'all had going on? Man, you know it's basketball season, so right now you know we try to pick a girls' team and a boys' team to spotlight each week. You know, just to kind of you know cover the basketball, see what's going on. So this week is the the epic showdown, man. Everybody that's in high school basketball know we got Saturday. We got a number one ranked versus number two, one versus two. Got Lexington Catholic and uh the North Laurel Jaguars. They like the rock stars of the state right now with Reed Shepherd, Jeff Shepard's son. He's a you know balling man, doing big things. They just had an SI article and everything. They're gonna be playing Lexington Catholic. They was trying to move the game to Memorial Gym, you know, just to get more people in. Uh it's gonna be a big one, man. So we talked to Coach Valentine and El and Lexington Catholic's uh senior uh Ben Johnson. So uh we got that. And for our girls team, we spotlighted, you know, Kentucky legend, Eric Daniels and his Woodford County. He's now the head girls basketball coach at Woodford County. Right. So, you know, this is his second season. So we wanted to talk to him, you know, about how things have been going. So that's what's on this week's show of Big Things Kentucky on YouTube. Check us out, man. You just Google us. We everywhere, man. It, uh, you said I talk, we had Dennis Johnson on there, athletic director over at Woodford, uh, yeah. a week or two ago. How's uh how's Daniel's how's Daniel's season going this year? Well, this, this season, Kentucky. like he said, man, it's it's been rough for him. He's in a tough region with Anderson County, which is basically the number one team in girls basketball. He lost yeah. pretty much his whole team, so he's rebuilding. And you know, it, one thing we've learned this season is if you got a young team in this COVID year, oof. You, you hurting, and that's what's going on. They done had a couple of quarantines, and he's starting like he's replacing eight players from last year's team. So I think they got like four or five wins. It's been a slow struggle. Yeah. But uh, one thing he said, you know, uh, 
with the AAU circuit, it kind of you familiar with AAU has helped you a lot in this COVID season because you basically coaching on the fly. You know, you're not doing like you usually do. So the guys, yeah, the guys just showing up and or guys and girls just showing up and rolling the ball out. I guess that's AAU and that's <laughs> Anyways, man. <laughs> basically, like, you know, a lot of coaches we talk to, you know, it's like they scheduling games basically one or two days in advance. You know, ain't no scouting report. We just got to line up and go. Right. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, so you you seen uh, Reed Shepard in, in person? Man, I have not. I've talked to a couple people that have, like the Herald Leader guy, Jared Peck. Yeah. He says he's everything everybody say he do. And unfortunately, I guess, you know, we got big time now. They, they had capacity, so big things can't get get no ticket for this one, though. Oh, man, you know, I, I figured you know somebody, man. Man, I've been, hey, this is one of them tough tickets, dog. I've been trying all my little back doors and everything, huh? Oh, man. Tough sledding for your boy right now. Yeah, but man. it's going to be on TV and everything, man. Like the CW, this prep spins big, uh, you oh, know, yeah, TV yeah. debut. So it's going to be good. I'm glad for him, though, you know. Yeah, I like old, uh, old Warfield, man. I, yeah. Big thing. I was turned on, uh, uh, what's up, Greg? Happy birthday, Greg. Happy 60th. Uh, I'm Thanks. on, I don't know if you know this or not, man. I'm on, uh, Fire Stick, just flip through to look for new stuff. Prep spin got a Fire Stick app. Yeah, he got you, man. He's doing big things, man. He, hey, I shout out to him, man, because he's helped us a lot. He gave okay. us some microphones and, you know what I'm saying? Oh, wow. he's, he's, man, he, we were interviewing him one day and he was like, man, what y'all need? He gave us some microphones and made a little donation to us to help us get some equipment and stuff, man. He's one of the reasons we kind of was able to go up to a next level, man. He's always, you know, whenever I ask him for input and stuff, he's helped me out. But you know, you know how you talk to you, like you know, you probably know. Like Kevin Hart said, you know how my bank account set up. Uh, that's how I gotta talk to William, though. You know what I'm saying? Cause William, I'm like, man, what I need? Oh yeah. Get you a 4K. Look how my bank account set up. I can't do that right now. <laughs> yeah, somebody uh a while ago, and this is funny. You said that about William, man. Uh, back probably 12 years ago, man. Like I. I, I had a studio in my, my home where I record music and stuff. You know, I had some people who local DJs come through, not to use my equipment or nothing, just hanging out. Yeah. You know, they was like, they was like, hey, but it's basic as can get. Basic as basic yeah. can get. But I do, you know, I was doing my little thing in there and uh, they were like, they did the same thing to me. No, man, I can, like, I don't tell nobody my bank account. I don't want you looking in there. I don't even <laughs> want you, I don't even want you guessing and suggesting. Like, I was like, Man, they talking about padding the whole room, and yeah. I'm like, man, just the padding alone. They, I'm talking, they thousand for this, thousand for that. And I was like, yeah. man, this is kind of a hobby, man. Like, I don't want. But during that time, I was doing a talk show, kind of. But this was way before you know the internet was real popular. And William mm -hmm. me, man, just on the humbug. Was like, hey, man, you know, if you ever need anything, man, he offered me. I, you know, basically storage where you where it, yeah. where you can you know record longer and, and, uh, yeah. and stuff. I was beyond my. He's like, you need anything? Let me know. And I was like, man, yeah. just out of the blue, just yeah. good guy, man, just real good guy, yeah, man. Yeah. So I'm always you know hoping the best one. That's why I like to see him move up, move up the ladder, man. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So yeah, man. Shout out to uh, William, man, doing his thing over there in Preps, man. If y'all get a chance, check it out. Like I said, the uh. 
the uh, Fire Stick app on there. So if you're game of the week on and you want to check it out, I'm, I went on there and uh, they had an interview with Goose Givens on there. And, you know, there's a lot of, right now they have some archive stuff. You can go on there and check out. If you're just sitting on the couch looking for some stuff to watch, man. So, yeah, if you get a chance, man, give Prep Spin a, a shot, man. And, yeah. You know, show them guys some support, man. Keep doing what they're doing. Okay. I seen Greg Petrie said, uh, Reed put it all over Bronny in the AAU ball. So, yeah, that's, Dude, uh, that's hey, what I was hey, I've seen his highlights, man. He, hey, little buddy, he plays above the rim, too. He, he's nice. That's what I need to know. How tall, how tall is he? How, how tall they got lifted? Six, four? Or something? I think they say he like six, four or something like that, oh. I think. But, uh, yeah, man. He's been doing his thing. So I, I know him and uh, Ben Johnson, one thing, they can score. So this is going to be interesting. Uh, who else uh, on Catholic? Is anybody that we know in the football? Catholic don't go both ways, do they? They don't. They no, don't have... they, got, they got a few football players, but it's okay. like uh, the quarterback, he's playing for him. Goldman, Jake Goldman's playing for him. My man, Blake, the bus station. I call him the bus station Busan because he's always open. He played wide receiver <laughs> for Hayes. Oh, they say he's six three now, but uh, that's my dude, Blake Busan. And then they just got um, uh, uh, I always forget his name, Big Dog, the coach, the the, the recruiting coach for UK, Coach uh, uh Merrill, Coach Merrill's nephew came from Michigan, dude named McCryer. He okay. just got here. He's six eight, well six nine, post player. He been here for about three weeks, four weeks now. He played for uh Lexington Catholic. He kind of just now, you know, coming on the transition and playing. So he's been playing for about two weeks. He's six nine, cat from Michigan, tall, lanky brother, man. He hey, he look good. Do he do work? Yeah, he rebound, block shots, you know what I'm saying? He just right now they kind of fitting him in, but right. he's kind of like the missing piece, man. Look for Catholic to do big things in this sweet sixteen. Knock on wood, we pull this off. Here we go, man. What uh that is true. Uh I remember that uh Reed's mom, she was yeah. a point guard. She was a cold little point guard. I think yeah. she, and then I they said Jeff Shepard, they said I looked her up. Yeah, she always had a short, little short haircut. And yeah, man, uh, she was uh she was nice. So she come from some uh Yeah, this dude is like basketball royalty, man. You can't make a uh you know what I'm saying, a Kentucky leg. This dude is, is trying to be a Kentucky legend now. Yeah, man. And he I'm just watching. a sophomore. Oh, see, I didn't know he was a sophomore. I was well, he didn't look all that tall to me, but like you said, man, that dude poked that thing easy. Yeah. Like he poked that thing easy. I was like, uh yeah. man, then he said like he's fundamental, and I don't know if yeah. you want to put a whole lot of weight. Cause my little cousins did uh, you know, they up in Cleveland anyway. My little cousins did little Bronny in too. Like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, just because he's LeBron's son, I don't know if he's he's super nice, man. Yeah, yeah. But uh but actually, he do. He always been on some teams with. I think yeah. uh, Brownie might have been like the third or fourth best teams, almost a team or third or fourth best player, almost mm. the teams I've seen them on. So okay, we talking. We talking about uh, Reed Shepard, uh, Louis. Or he talking about. Uh, he said uh, Chuck said he thought that he uh, ate Brownie's lunch when they played in the AU. So. Yeah, that's what the, somebody said. That I think Greg said he he gave Brownie the business. Oh yeah, that was Greg Petrie who said that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we looking forward to that, man. Uh, and what day is that? Saturday. Oh, they gonna play Saturday. Saturday. And actually, Friday it'll be Ashland against North Florida. That's another top team that well, they were undefeated last year, but didn't get to go to uh 
you know, they didn't have a tournament. So, uh, like the coach from North Laurel say, man, they got a nice little stretch right now. They got Ashland and then Lexington Catholic. So that's like two top five teams. Okay. So they, so, uh, Laurel playing back to back? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. And that was a, so this was a tournament. Did we, yeah, we did. We no, not my understanding. I thought it was a tournament too, but I oh. guess it's just. You know, like a showcase or something, just some games they scheduled. There's probably going to be some good money made in there. But with the COVID, man, you think they're going to enforce? I don't want to get nobody in trouble, man, because I don't know who you connected to, and I don't know hey, who Yeah, you know. I, I, I put in a thing, and they told me, unfortunately, we are at capacity. So I don't, you know what I'm saying? I don't know what capacity means, but, you know, hey. And you put so that's that's media capacity. You saying? Yeah, yeah. Because you know they ain't really let they only letting a certain amount of fans in. So you got to be related to the players, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought that was the case. Uh, dang, I don't know. So for both, so if you get a pass, the passes for both days because I'm all me. I guess all. Well, media. I just put in for Saturday, just for, oh, you know that game. I didn't because I know my daughter's birthday is tomorrow, so I couldn't go anyway. Yeah, yeah, you know. Well, happy, happy birthday, birthday Amber. Amber. Happy birthday, little Amber. Happy yeah. birthday, man. We'll get your daddy in bed early. <laughs> I don't know how early, but uh <laughs> but he so he'll be well rested tomorrow so you can run him all over the city and you know make sure he, he show you a good time on your birthday. Man. Uh, so speaking of the Rona, speaking of the Rona with Louis or Louis talking about. Yeah, I know you guys are, are real big on top of the scholastic stuff. So I just need to know where you stand. I don't know the ins and outs. I really don't feel comfortable discussing it, but I've talked to some people, you know, to work with yeah. people, talking to people and it's on the board or it's on the, it's on the ballot that they're trying to let Kentucky high school seniors come back and have another year of athletic eligibility. Now this is, I'm like you, I ain't got it all thought out, but from my understanding, this is my understanding of this, this law that they passing. It's from K to 12. It ain't just seniors. It's K oh. through 12. And it's academic. If this is the caveat, they're saying if your child fell behind academically or had uh-huh. problems, I guess, so if they failed or whatever, yeah. they could come back and make up that year. They would have to take the, retake the, the, the schoolwork and everything and they can play. Is my understanding of what they're saying. It's from K through 12, and you have to redo that academic work so you can catch up. Nah, yeah. I, I, I don't know. It's different than any other time. If you fail, if you failed in your senior year, then you have to come back to school anyway. I guess, but you can play. That's my understanding. I, I don't understand it because my whole thing is if you, if any kid is graduating from high school, I don't know no kids going to come back to high school. That's kind of like, you know what I'm saying? They, some kids is happy to run a hit because they ain't have to do all they can do. Some of them sneaking out. Really? Right, you right, feel right. me? So yeah. I don't know. Wow. So, and you, then, so you, uh, so how sure are you on the part where that's, that makes a little bit more sense to me? I assume that if you were a senior in the state of Kentucky, that you had an opportunity to come back and play. What you're telling me is, and we're not going to hold you this because you, you did say yeah. you're not 100% sure, is that academically, if you have an issue, you could come back and play. It's not just because yeah. you missed your senior year, you can come back and play. Yeah, my understanding is that they ain't, you can't just, you know, like Johnny Joe graduated, he's just going to come back and play football. You know what I'm saying? He's got to retake his whole, you know, that whole school year over 
and it's for academic reasons only. They say it's to help kids that academically suffered because of the NTIs and all this. Somebody, Miss Ann, say I'm right. So I am. Yes, ma'am. I feel you. Appreciate it, man. Okay. So okay, that makes a lot of sense. That that makes a whole lot more sense, and that's why. Yeah. Uh, that's why I was telling somebody my first thing was, man, that's that's some BS. Like scholastic sports is not is not a business. Like college is kind yeah. of a business in one in one entity. And so you know, on the pros, so you know, people get an extra year in college because it's it's a business. For you know. Yeah. For the most part, high school yeah. is kind of like a privilege to play play sports, yeah. like an extracurricular activity that you just you do. Yeah. Nobody's really getting paid for your performance or nothing. Like in college, the coaches are getting paid, and you get an opportunity to go to the pros. So that makes okay. I, I'm I'm a lot more settled in the idea that if somebody had it, so I guess you know that was kind of a thing with uh NCAA too as well. Like you know, I don't I'm not sure if you're aware that kids. Didn't have to pass ACT or SAT to pass to or last year and this year to make yeah. it to college. So yeah. you know it kind of took that whole academic portion out of the equation. Yeah, I know a lot of schools is doing that because my daughter's my oldest daughter is about to be a senior and she's like applying to schools and a lot of them have waived the ACT and the SAT. You know, so okay, so yeah, man, I've I, I been I had people reaching out to me. It's like, man, what y'all doing down there? Like, man, what's going on? And I was thinking to myself, man, this, this don't make no sense. But I'm like you, man. If it was, if that was the case, my 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 original thing was people like, you know, especially in the counties, man. Them, them dudes, man, going home, smoking cigarettes, probably drinking moonshine, <laughs> man. And that's why I was like, man, no, was these kids out of you? Said, like you said, man, them people trying to get out of school as, as soon as possible, man. But, if you yeah. do have aspirations to go to college or, like I said, the, this Rona messed you up academically that you couldn't compete athletically or just messed you up academically so you couldn't graduate, that that make a whole lot more sense to me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I don't know. We'll see how that goes. You know, we might have a lot of eighth graders kind of fall back. You feel me? That could be where it gets interesting. You know what I'm saying? Now, they say you still got the age limit because what is it in Kentucky? I think after your 19th birthday or something, you can't compete or something like that. So it'd be interesting. You know, you got some kids, some people already holding kids back. So, you know, you got a kid that's going to step back twice. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's why. And that. Well, but like I said, if they're gonna be done at nineteen anyways. Then they, I guess, they just trying to expire, man. I, 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 me and somebody else talked about that, and I was like, uh, we talked about that. I don't, I would be pissed. Like I would have been pissed. Like I'm young for my grade. Yeah. I would have been pissed if uh, my parents held me back in middle school anticipating, you know, me being older mm-hmm. and bigger than everybody in high school. I had just the same exact, I had just the opposite. I was younger than all my cousins, so I was always getting beat up by them and playing. I'm talking, my cousins are huge. They all bigger than me. Yeah. So, by the time I got to playing with my grade, man, this was was simple. Like, by the time I became a junior and senior, man, I, I'm used to playing with my cousins who are three and four years older than me, so yeah. it worked out for me, but I'll be mad if I look back and like, man, I'm, <laughs> I'm 19 <laughs> and I'm in high, yeah. school, high school ball because my parents thought that it would be a good idea to hold me back. Yeah, yeah, and most definitely. So, yeah, man, I'm, I'm curious to see how that, how that thing gonna, gonna, gonna work out, but uh, speaking of strange things, man, Speaking of strange things, have you seen uh have you seen that uh that basketball wrestling stuff? 
<laughs> I did, man. They, they was literally dressed in wrestling tights, slamming each other on the ground, man. That I was good. I thought that was crazy as hell because I thought maybe, you know, they'd be on there, but dude, dudes was dropping people, clotheslining <laughs> people. And they on the and they on the hard floor. Like uh, what was that? Slam ball they used to have when they used to jump on the mat. Now if they had them on mats and stuff and playing like that, I, I could see. But I don't man, I don't know what the pay is. And it can't be very good because if you look at no. the athleticism of these guys, no. it wasn't but man, but I but I I'll be damned like a dude one that took a little a little layup or a little money. Man, dude no. just shoved him in the chest, man, just knocked him back, man. I was watching that. I, I got to get a little bit more information, check it out a little bit further. I don't know if it's something I would like to watch, like a whole game of or pay to see. Nah. But man, I just, let's be honest now. You done played us parks and played us games like that growing up, man. You know you had that. There was about one or two dudes that was out there. Me, because I was a football player <laughs> playing basketball. When you came in the paint, you know how it was back then. I was doing my Charles Oakley impersonation. You know I'm going to have to catch you one time. And I give you your foul. I'm gonna get you and be like, foul, my man, I got him. Check oh, up. Yeah. On game, yeah, on game point, then that's that's, that's <laughs> no ruling game point. I don't know. Yeah, game, game point was <laughs> anything goes, man. Yeah, you can take that foul, but I don't know if I'm playing all game long, not knowing <laughs> that I'm hit you with a cold line. I ain't nah, we ain't doing that the whole game, man. Well, you know, everybody that. say they soft nowadays anyway. You know, LeBron flopping, so, let, you know, maybe that's the, the correction. You see that uh, they had they had a, uh, a meme going they had a meme going around that said a foul on Jordan, and they had the picture. It was just like a, a close up when uh when Isaiah went up and had it. I think it was Isaiah yeah. had, his, had his arn around Jordan's head. Mm. Jordan's neck was was yanked back. They said a foul on Jordan. Then they showed a foul on LeBron, and uh, the dude had the ball, and LeBron was just flopped back like this, like it was about that much placement between them, and LeBron just flopped back. I said, man. Hey, you right, you ain't and you can't get no arguments about this game is completely different or this game is uh much tougher than it was back then. Like the game and the flavors, man. Now, if they fired the way they did back then, them dudes would miss four or five games. I'm talking that's just no regular common file. Like yeah. <laughs> a common file back in the eighties and nineties would be suspension these days, man. So Yeah, yeah. And say soft. So it ain't no, yeah, it ain't no, ain't no argument about today's game versus uh the other game. But this will, this will, we, this is the other thing I was gonna get to, uh, talking about soft and talking about basketball. And I'm not putting these two together because I don't like to beat up on the kids, man. My my tenure in the media, man, I always tried to, yeah, uh, <laughs> I I tried to uh, you know, I always try to protect the kids, man. But Larry Vaught wrote an article, uh, not on Vault Views, he writes for a national. Uh, mm-hmm. publication and so uh check him out on twitter look up boss views uh boss yeah. views on twitter about and he has some quotes that he had from devin askew at the beginning of the season like he stated mm-hmm. that he had these quotes and he interviewed him a long time ago and mm-hmm. uh he just didn't post them out I mean, he didn't he didn't write it write a story about it just because he wanted to see how it's gonna play out now you tell me yeah. how you about this in the article devin askew says and i got i feel some kind of way about it i just want to see what your opinion is that uh he doesn't regret coming to kentucky and he don't really feel bad about you know the things that's going on where he enjoys playing the game because he enjoys putting the jersey on going out there going to war with with his brothers and uh having an opportunity to play ball at the university
University of Kentucky. Now, what I take from that is Kentucky is not a place that a basketball player comes and says, you know what, man, I want to, like, I don't know if you remember back in the 90s when you used to, they used to at the Seton Center and uh, Derek Anderson, Tony Delk, all them dudes be running on that, that far court down there. Mm-hmm. Everybody can't play on that court. You can't just walk over there. I mean, Ron Mercer, yes. Derek, you can't just walk over there saying, hey, I, we got next. No. <laughs> they think who they, they think we're going to run with. Yeah. So I'm saying, I mean, there's a lot more layers to it, but from just the quotes at face value and, and the performance that Devin Askew is putting out there, how do you how, how how do you receive that message? Man, I mean, I feel like I think you know they they kind of for one, like I said, this COVID year, you know, first of all we had COVID, then you had Cal had a whole bunch of staff changes. You know what I'm saying? This was kind of like the perfect storm for it to be a down year. UK. You know what I'm saying? I mean, when you do one and dones, the whole thing of that is making sure you get these kids and working with them. That's why he likes to, whenever he gets a chance, he goes over, gets the overseas trips, you know, to get more time with them. And those are usually his better teams when he can do that. So, you know what I mean, man? I think a lot of people are fan. They say fan is short for fanatic, you know? And a lot of people put so much pressure on these kids. Man, you got to realize he's still a 19-year-old kid. You know, 18, 19, whatever. They say he reclassified from my understanding. But I was also told, you know, he was also, that still doesn't make him 17. He's actually older. Right, right. So, man, I mean, you know, and and nowadays, man, these kids, they get so puffed up with that whole, you know, recruiting stars and everything. And they come in and when you recruit them, they make them think they the tops of the world, you know. At the same time, you got to come on that court and play against a grown man. And sometimes, you know, you're going to take your lumps. So he took his lumps this year. And we'll see, man. Hopefully, you know, maybe this will be the team where Cal actually get a bunch of them to come back and we can see, you know. But see, that's that's where my issue is with that whole, uh, you know, the point of view. And maybe I got just a different point of view about it. Like I said, I don't think you come to Kentucky to figure out how good you are. Like you said, if you got this mindset, you good. You know you come in here yeah. and your game is so polished that nothing can rattle you. And this is kind of where I have it. I don't, I can't totally agree. I agree with everything you said, but the, the point of, you know, maybe he can stay a couple, you don't come to Kentucky to stay a couple of years. And I'm not saying everybody's a one and done, but Kentucky is not a place where you come to develop. You, it never has been. You have always been the best athlete or the best basketball. Yeah, but don't you come to develop a pro game? I mean, it's about taking your game to that next level. You know, it's like when you come to Kentucky, yeah, you good, but it's to make you great. You got that one year and Cal makes you great is my understanding of how this works. Oh, yeah. Oh, I absolutely agree with that. You I know? agree that you, you come here and you're ready to go and I polish you. Yeah. That's the whole part of the problem I got with this whole uh, ask you situation is everybody's acting like, poor him, he's too young, he shouldn't be. But you don't come to Kentucky if you need time to grow. Now, if you need to be polished, that's fine. But you can't, and everybody, and I feel sorry for him. But he's, I feel sorry for him a little bit because I feel like he's not prepared for this, you know, the fandom. He's not prepared for the pressure being in the SEC. He's not prepared for America uh, critiquing everything. Now, one thing to think about, though, imagine, <laughs> like, these dudes think they're under pressure now. Imagine if Rupp was, was at capacity. You yeah, know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. 
you think it's bad now. Imagine them playing in a full rep arena, losing like this, man. Yeah, but yeah. oh, I, I agree with that. I, I think you feed off of it a little bit, but I think it's I think it's extremely hard to play. Now I'm saying ball. if they think it's hard and they under pressure now, man, they were losing like this in a, a real rep arena, man. Man, them dudes might not make it on the court one of these games, boy. Losing at home like this. I, I'm just, they say they blue buzz and they quiet, boy. I believe you. Hey, some of them people on the front row might be coming out their seat, boy. Uh, you want to visit? See, I, that's why. Like I said, man, I, my my whole problem is I, I have to feel sorry for them because I don't think it works out for them because it's not working out for them. But I also feel like what were you expecting when you came here? But I I I do know. That the point guard position, if you are not yes. right, is the worst position. You have the whole state of Kentucky on your back. Once you yes. and the ball, you in the middle of the court by yourself. They hound you. Yes. They pressure you. Yes. But now you either, you got to get it to the right person. This is why I feel so bad for him. Dude, just make now, it. Now, do you think he was miscast? Huh? Do you think he's miscast? You know, I mean, they, he, he, do you think he just maybe he needed? He's not the point. He's not a point. You know, just. If you ain't a point. The one thing about that Cal's missing this year is that point. And it's an explosive point. He's always had an explosive point to kind of fill in the gaps. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. We got got some knowledgeable people watching. So, you know, they come in with some some great comments or whatever. From what you said, and you – did you watch the last game? I'm not – I don't know if you watched last game's old man. Nah, you know me. I can't. I can't really put my support behind a program that's subpar right now. You know, I don't put my UK gear up right now. You know what I'm saying? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. If they make that Campbell Walker run, I don't want to hear nothing. I don't want to hear nothing. If they make that. Campbell nah, I got Walker. one shirt hanging up in the closet because you know we always get a tweet. I got a shirt in preparation. You know, this ain't. You know, I mean, I'm gonna support a little bit. Here you, but uh. What, what happened? Hold on. What happened the other game? What happened the last game was we we started off pretty. No, they started off getting their heads thumped the first four or five minutes. Yeah. We jump back into it. We you know we back and forth. Dude, the second half he moves Davion Mintz to point guard. We rocking and rolling. We we win and we ride. We win and we ride. <laughs> so uh, we had a, a Jackson guy in the foul. You know, he liked to stay in foul trouble. A couple of other things happened. We had that we had a just thing, and we brought uh, ask you back in. I'm not saying ask you was the problem. We brought mm-hmm. ask you back in, and and the things kind of slowed back down because the ball got on top. The ball wasn't moving, wasn't being aggressive. There was no mm-hmm. threat at the top of the key, and that's yeah. the end of the snake. There was no threat yeah. at, from the head of the snake. And then yeah. so you know, after it was over, they asked him like, what? Took you so long. Okay, it worked out with Davion running the running the point. What took you so What took you so long to even try that? Like you said, if Askew is not right now polished for that position, or you know, it's hurt him. I know you don't want to move. You don't want to take Davion's shooting ability away by moving him to the mm-hmm. point from, from the shoot the shooter. But I'm talking, but it was like a charm that game. But why wouldn't you have done that before? Why I feel like to me, I feel like it's kind of child abuse, man. I've been through a situation like Tim Couch running the option back in the, yeah, in the, yeah, the 90s. Yeah. Like you got David, you got Askew out there just getting beat up and taking punishment, not producing. Now he's just mentally, physically beat down. That's kind of like child child abuse a little bit, man. Now let me let me let me just throw this out here. You know, throw a bone out here on on Cal's part. You know, 
a lot of people, you know, they question Cal and feel like, you know, like he's too quick to change plans, blah, blah, blah. Maybe Cal know what he's doing. If we're going to make this run, he know Askew going to have to take this lump. You feel me? So maybe, maybe. Now, I'm just, you know, throwing a conspiracy theory out here. You feel me? Don't don't hurt me yet, y'all. <laughs> I'm just saying maybe Cal was like, he knows the kid can do it. He's seen him in practice. But he's like, you got to take this lump so we can make this run. So I'm going to take this L. I'm going to put you out here let you get your head beat in. Sometimes you got to let them suffer. You feel me? Yeah, yeah. So maybe that's a problem. Maybe, you know, in everything we saying, you know, too much dribbling, not enough movement. Now Cal can sit him in here, put this tape on, and be like, we did it your way. You see what I'm talking about? This is blah, blah, blah. Let's do what we got to do. Make this run. Then I can bring my my shirt out the closet. You know? So let me ask you this, and I'm going to see how you're going to follow it up. If you are uh, Devin Askew, do you return to University of Kentucky next year? It's a loaded question because there's a lot. There's layers to that whole question. There's layers. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. It's layers to it. Now, if you take them quotes that he put, you know, making it an honor, and privilege, and fighting and going to battle and all that. And if you a true competitor, you know, you know how I know. If, if what they say is not about winning or losing, it's about learning. So if he's if he's serious about his craft, then he know he gonna take it from there and be like, man, this was just the beginning. Let me go one more, see what I can do, you know, come back and really turn some heads. I think these kids with a full year after this season, this would kind of be like a red shirt year. We were talking about the NIT. Do you go to the NIT? You know what I'm saying? Do you go do you go to the NIT? That's what we was talking about. It's like if they gonna come back, you know, you put them in the NIT, let them get some more experience, you know, that can't hurt. But if you gonna want it done, we starting over, you know what I'm saying? What now some people said the argument was let them get another chance to kind of boost their stock so they can play more. You know, the ones that's got a shot, maybe they can up their stock by showing out the NIT. Well, the one I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> no, but you, but there, there's no, there's no, there's, there's no way I can twist and turn it to say that they shouldn't go to the NIT. If yeah. you've been yeah. lumps all year, you obviously need the, 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 yeah. the competition. You obviously need the reps, so you got to go that way. Now I'll tell you this much. If you think Devin Askew comes back, and I'm not against it, I don't, you know, I don't mind if he does. You think Cal is recruiting another point? I can't remember what the guy's name is, the, uh, the high, the highest guy, the point guard is supposed to be having come in next year. But you said I was going to ask, what's the class looking like now? You know, how many do have we got, you know, many commits? Cause I'm not up on the recruiting like that, you know. Yeah, I don't Jackson know. top ten. They say Jackson's top ten. Yeah, yeah. Jackson, like I said, they said uh Wagner's son, I guess Clark. No, nah, Clark. My whole thing is, you know, it's gonna come down to spaces. You feel me? So you got people that can come back, you know, like SAR can come back. You know, you got and you know one thing, I'm just saying, we know Cal knows. Cal's like, if he got somebody coming, you got to go. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, he gonna clear house. So it's really about how do these guys fit into, you know, what he's recruiting and, you know, because you only allow to so many spots, slots. So that's why I'm telling you, that's what I'm telling you. Does Devin Askew come back? Like if Devin Askew comes back, what, what point guard, put it like this, I'm going to break it down into football terms. If uh -oh. you got a, a quarterback, I'll say the quarterbacks we had this year, you know, they, Joey Gatewood didn't really blow your doors off and both. Mm -hmm. 
I mean, apparently Bo probably going to be better given in, in a different offense or whatever. But if you bring a Tim Couch in, does Bo say, well, I, I'm going to wait another year? And you think Tim Couch is going to say, all right, I'm going to come and wait for Bo. So my point is, we didn't see what Devin Abbey can do. The point guards he got coming in next year, you think they coming in to sit behind him so he can get another shot at him? That's why I'm saying, does Devin come back? And it's kind of on your point. Does Cal say, like you said, does Cal have a spot enough to keep Devin and uh, the other uh, keep Devin in and bring other point guards in, or does Devin do himself a solid and be like, you know what, man, I appreciate that, coach. I'm probably better off over here at uh, you know, you know, whatever, whatever school, man. Well, well, one thing right. we know for sure. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. No, nah, okay. Was I was gonna say one thing we know for sure that we learned this year about Cal, and I feel you, Lewis. I like to see the continuity, having somebody with some maturity, you know, coming back. At least he's got that under his belt. Let him see if he can do it. But anyway, I got sidetracked by the comment. One thing we know for sure about Cal, though, is he if he will take potential. He will play potential over your talent. You know what I'm saying? Like all season, everybody was like, play the the local kid. I can't remember. Oh, the uh, Allen. Like, Dante, Dante Allen. Allen. Dante Allen. Everybody was like, play Allen, play Allen, play Allen. But Cal... Cal waited to the very end. He was like, he was waiting on your boy. Which one was it? Boston or whatever. He felt like that kid, he, the kid he kept playing over Allen. He even said it. He felt that kid was more talented. So he wanted to kind of give him every chance to prove himself to the point where he had to play Dante out. So ask you may be a better player, but one thing, you know, if Cal feel like this dude's got more potential, you know, he gone. He's going to ride with that potential. I feel like that's what he's shown. I think it's with a hype train. If it's a hype train, then that's how Cal thinks. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. You know. To maintain his recruiting standards is by playing them guys. Since you brought it up, where you at on the, where you at on the Dante Allen train? What's your thoughts on the Dante Allen train? Did, did he come in and do his thing and he get the short end of the stick? Did he come in and do his thing? That was an anomaly and he needs to stay on the bench? Do you think he needs to start over? Do you think he needs more minutes? Or do you think he needs to be used? Right? Man, I think Dante Allen is a quintessential. Some people going to take this debate. I think he's a four-year player. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And first of all, he came in. We saw him in high school. We actually interviewed him on our show one time after a game. And the thing about him, and you know, you know this, when you go to a game, if you see a really great, great player, you'll almost be watching the game and be like, he ain't really do nothing. You know what I'm saying? If he ain't really right. dunking on nobody or something, but then at the end of the game, it'll be like, he had 42, 10, and 8. And you'll be like, hey, it didn't even seem like that. You know, I remember yeah. watching Tavon Hollinsworth, you know what I'm saying, from Dunbar. The first game I saw him play, I was kind of like, you know, he made a few shots, you know what I'm saying? But you don't realize that then you looked at the stats and you like, he went for 35 and 10. And you like, man, you know? Yeah. So yeah. when we saw him play, it was kind of like that. Like I left the game, like, you know, it was kind of like, man, I ain't really see it. But he ended up having like 30 some points and, you know, and it didn't even look like it. Would so you take, <clears throat> would you take Hollinsworth over, uh, or ask you? Randy, I mean, not, oh, not, yeah. not Hollingsworth, not Hollingsworth as a third-year player, but Hollingsworth, where, where you see him coming out of Dunbar and where Askew is right now. <sighs> see, man, that's one of them. Oh, you know, I mean, you get into them rankings, you got the local kid who's good, but then you got this national kid that you got them national rankings and stuff. Now, me seeing Hollingsworth and what he did, I probably would have took him. You, you know, know, Hollingsworth got a little dog in him, though? 
Now, that's what I'm saying. I seen the kid play, and then to know, you know, he did that from lessons. Right. right. I'm, 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 I'm finna get in trouble. I'm be quiet. I probably should be quiet. <laughs> All right. Cause, you know, man, if a kid can take a lessening team and win in the state from lessening, that's a dog. Yeah. That's yeah. a dog. You feel me? You know what I'm saying? In anything, man, because they, we overhype kids here in Lexington. You know what I'm saying? We think because a kid is good in Lexington. Huh? You saying that, I'm trying to clear, clarify your statement. So if somebody's good in Lexington, you saying they overhype nationally or just for the state? Or are you saying that people in Lexington overhype other kids? People in Lexington overhype local kids. Okay, okay. You feel me? Right. right we, okay. oh, we, we, we real quick to, to put a kid somewhere he shouldn't be. You know what I'm saying? Now, Hollinsworth was a dog. You feel me? That's what I'm saying. Like, some kids, you know, they be like, yeah, man, he's a beast. He's a dog. But then when they get on that real stage, that real stage, you don't see that. You feel me? When they get outside of Lexington, you don't see that a lot of times with the Lexington kids that people say is really good. But Hollinsworth, he took on the nation. And he did his thing. I, I was impressed with that kid from day one. Like I said, the first game, what made me impressed was that I, I when I watched it with my eyes, I was like, man, uh, I don't know. And then when I saw the stats, I was like, oh, okay. That's how I know a kid is really good when they can sleep on you like that. Yeah, oh, yeah. If yeah. that makes sense. You know what I'm saying? And that's one thing I look for, man. Like, I've always been on a team full of dogs. Like, I ain't never played with anybody who wasn't a dog. And the reason I say that is because if you're not a dog, you're not out there on the court with me. Like, we're going to get in your tail more than anybody else. Like, yeah. if you let somebody beat you and, you you know, and you you can beat all game, you got to get off the court. But I don't have nobody in my crew. I, and nobody that I run with will allow you. Like you said, man, I, if we don't play yeah. against some dogs, I don't play against Earl Poison. Yeah. Uh, we play against Kevin Garnett, AU, um, um, Damon Springer, Melvin Levitt. I'm talking about this is my two years in varsity. I'm talking we played against yeah. all. So I'm like, but every but our dudes already knew. Like once you yeah. dude, man, we we collapsing on you. You coming down with a hard five. We sending a message to you. But the, I don't like the fact that we on the biggest stage in America over here at uh Rep Arena mm. and. And that's why I say dog. Like dog don't mean that he can score fifty. Dog mean when the when the, when when it when the get when the getting gets tough, you gonna tighten up. You gonna get going. You ain't gonna go high. You are not gonna let the pressure get to you. Like I, I might still miss some shots, but I guarantee I guarantee yeah. damn, you one thing on the defensive end, you not scoring no buckets either. So if I miss you, if I miss in the game on the line, you better pass the ball. You ain't scoring on me if I miss the shot. So when I'm so when I watch uh Boston. And when I watch Askew, and I'm not getting mad. I don't. I'm saying they might be basketball players. Like, yeah. like, let me think. Somebody in the NBA that's got a really nice game, but when the going gets tough, Murray, yeah, because how he balled yeah. in the bubble. You know what I'm saying? He balled yeah. in the bubble, but now, yeah, yeah, you know, you know, where, where's he at? So I see what you're saying. I mean, man, yeah, you got to be a dog. Yeah, and man. a lot of cats don't have it, you know, and you see it when they when they when they come out of that, you know, it's one thing to be a dog on your front porch. There's another thing to be a dog in the yard. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and that's the whole point I was making about when you come to Kentucky. You can't come to Kentucky and think okay. I'm a good basketball player. I'm a good basketball player and I'm gonna you know I'm gonna succeed. Yeah. 
Like you got to think about it, even on the '98 team with Shepard and Padgett and all them, all them dudes. Like they wasn't nothing like the '96 team. The '96 yeah. team was full of NBA players. Yeah, yeah. And '98 team, Ron and uh, Wayne Turner and them man. I don't know if Ron was on that. Wayne they was the leftovers. Yeah, like they what man? They weren't about to give up on no game, man. What? We still got time on the clock. So that's kind of why you know I just feel. University of Kentucky as a basketball school. That's why I compare them to Alabama. You can't really come here and expect yeah. the other team, the fan base. You can't expect nobody to turn the heat down on you. If it gets I see hot, one thing. I, I agree with you on that. And I said this earlier, me and another dude was talking about this. I felt like this class, these dudes came from, they came in watching all that success. You know, and they came in with their stars, and they was like, "Oh, we finna be the next one." My man, Bu, welcome back, baby. I see you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Bu's all about the dogness now. He can't stand these kids being nice with each other and everything. But anyway, like I say, you know, they came in here thinking they was gonna be the next ones in line, and like you said, you gotta when you come in here, you better come ready for what's what right. you prepared to be. And I don't think these dudes knew what they was getting into. And they came in thinking they was good and they was a year away from the NBA and reality smacked them in the face. And it's like, nah, player, you, you ain't a dog yet. You know, you done played against, you was a good kid in high school. You was six, nine, taller than everybody, running faster than everybody. But now you at UK, like you said, this is prime time, baby. It's prime time. So they didn't answer the bell. That's one thing I could say about this class. These dudes didn't live up to the hype that they were supposedly, you know, they ain't bring their stars with them when they came. What you say about that? Like I said, I like what Buford said, man. I, I watched some highlights of Boss. Boss wasn't all that tall to Boss Boone, though, huh? Yeah, nah, he wasn't. He didn't meet the measurables. Yeah. You know, that's kind of what put Tavon Hollingsworth at WKU versus UK. You know what I'm saying? They they don't look at the kids that you know when you D one and I heard of somewhere they say if you start with an exception then you have a team full of exceptions so you know they pretty much once you don't hit the measurable a lot of teams don't even look at you yeah the one thing that a lot of people keep saying and I said it in football and I think it does affect them in basketball some uh they saying COVID messed them and I'm sure COVID messes up you know the scheduling and probably some of your mindset and some of that the one thing I can't get through. And I don't know if Askew was ever a shooter. I don't know. Everybody said that uh, B, uh, B.J. Boston was a shooter. Dude, yeah. I, know for, I don't know for a fact. But if I'm at the University of Kentucky, and like I said, that heat getting hot. We in COVID, so, you know, coach ain't practicing as much. But I know you can get over there in that craft center at 12 o'clock at yeah. night. They don't care. I mean, you, you ain't in bed at 12 o'clock. You know, I'm sure they're not getting the, uh, like, uh, like Mitt said, he came to Kentucky for the crowd and all this. And, and you know, I mean – it ain't it, it ain't what, what he expected to be because the fans and stuff ain't there and the COVID's messing up. But you can get you can get up five hundred shots a night, and if, yeah. and if that is my art and that's what I aspire to be, an NBA player or a, a, a knockdown shooter, I'm getting up five hundred shots a night in the, yeah. in the middle of the night, or she getting up at six or four o'clock in the morning before before we practice. I'm getting up those shots, and I don't think them guys are doing that, man, because they nah. coming out looking the same way all the time. Like I the yeah. only player, only player on that court. I think they got any dog on them. Well, I think I think Bonafide Bulldog is probably Davion Mitch. I think Jackson got some dog yeah. in him. I'm not sure what kind. I'm not sure what kind of breed. <laughs> uh, 
because he, 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 I mean, he athletic and he he do a lot of stuff, but I think he mentally not tough enough. He pick up too many of fouls. Yeah. You got to know my team needs me more and not pick up them fouls. But but somebody said sorry early, man, to be that big, man. I, I ain't beating up the kid. I ain't beating up the kid, but I can't see him coming back for another year. I don't know. I don't know what he'll do different if he came back another year. But I now COVID mess up these guys that being not what we expect them to be. You think COVID has anything to do with that? I think one thing with SAR, you know, you a graduate transfer. So, you know, let's let's be realistic. If you a four-year player in college basketball nowadays and you haven't gone to the league, you know what I'm saying? I mean, is that somebody you really expecting to come to like a UK and lead your team? You know what I'm saying? So I think maybe the expectations was too high on him. You know, he he was more of really a role player for real. You know, these, these graduate transfers are more like the free agent role players to me. When you bring one in, you know, you're not bringing him in to be your star. You're bringing him in to add some maturity and kind of help. Yeah. Yo, when you, especially when you're doing a one and done type team, you know what I'm saying? You're bringing somebody in more for his maturity to help kind of bring the younger guys on in the locker room because you don't have that dude. You know what I'm saying? That's how I see a graduate transfer. And that's exactly, and I think that's where it failed us. One thing is we needed an inside presence, and he's not the inside presence because he's not an inside guy. He's just tall. Yeah. But the, you're right. We needed the mental part of a guy who's been through the college grind and rigors that can, you know, hey, calm down, you know, get you the ball, and you can, you know, do a little shin in and let them yeah. go, okay, man, we got a dog. Like, you got to be a dog. You got to be a dog in there. Like I said, but the other part is once that heat started hitting him upside the head and like, man, and he just kind of faded back from that pressure. Yeah. Like, like they, they, they in here swinging. And now yeah. they're like, damn. So now if that's supposed to, like you said, that's supposed to be upperclassmen, like who do you have to look for? i tell you this. That boy we got coming from West Virginia. Hey, yeah, see? Yeah. Now that, I, I don't care if he can't play next year, man. When they get him in them practices. Yeah, man. I mean, you talking about getting hit upside the head? Hey, 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 <laughs> man! Come on, man! Yeah, but uh, well, you know, in West Virginia, that's uh, uh, you know, Huggy Bear don't play now. Oh no, I like you know him. what I'm saying. Like you that. know, he done, he done been in some wars just being there. You know, he ain't no soft kid. Yeah, and a lot of Kentucky fans don't like Huggy, man. But I, I like Huggy, man. Huggy, I uh, love his style. He came to uh he came to our school <laughs> recruiting Posey, man, and our coach kicked him out. <laughs> so so uh, you know, every coach out of every coach I don't really been around don't like hugging, man, for some reason, man. But I like him, man. I like that old yeah. that old grind, go get it. Like him and Patino, him and Patino kinda on that same level to me, man. Yeah. Just yeah. go get him. I don't care what kind of, I don't care which what kind of basketball you play, just just keep that heat on them, boy. Yeah, yeah. Just keep that heat on them, man. But shoot, man, it showed him it went quick, man. We done we done, we done wound it all the way down to the to the yes, end, man. So, so you ain't so you ain't riding with the the cats. So they ain't winning. So you ain't riding. So before we get off here, so you trying to nail me down, man? I I, I ain't trying to nail you down. Just say how you feel, man. Because it's a man. Look, this the thing. I don't. I really. Man. There's a little part of me just because being here in Kentucky, you can't help but follow the cat. You can you can talk all the trash you want to. Cash can say they hate UK, blah 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 blah. But if you live in Lessening, you know what's going on with UK. You ain't got no choice. You know what's going on. So I know what's going on. 
there's a little part of me that just believe they're going to run, make this run, and win the SEC tournament and go to the tournament. It's a little, little bitty point. <laughs> but the realist in me is like, man, that's why I got one shirt. I got one shirt left in my closet hanging up. You know, the rest of my UK stuff is packed up, ready to go for next season. We get ready for football, see what's going on with that. I just, I can't. But for some reason, you just don't want to let go. You feel me? There's always that little bit of little bit of hope. The only problem is the only problem is we have, we might have too much. The fans may have more hope than the players, man. And yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. You 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 kind of keep saying like, here we go. This is it. We're finna make this run. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's like, oh, two games in a row, three games in a row. We we here we go. This don't happen. Kind of like being a Carolina fan, I guess. I don't know. I had to throw that out there because I know big you watching. <laughs> yeah, man. So real quick before we go, man. Uh, so uh, your, your partner, Buford, Coach Buford, uh, chimed in a little while ago. What you got going on this weekend? Where where can people follow your, you and Buford's work at? Man, yeah. check out. We put a show out every Thursday. We actually put a show out today. You can catch it on uh, Big Things Kentucky on YouTube. Just go to YouTube, type in Big Things Kentucky. Check our show out, man. Like I said, we talked to Eric Daniels, Nate Valentine, and Ben Washington, Ben Johnson talking about the games that's coming up. This Sunday, every Sunday, we do a Sunday conversation, which is football-based because that seems to be our love. So, you know, that's where we are. And we're talking to Ryan Montgomery for the uh, Kentucky-Indiana Alliance for Athletes. And at the end of the month, March 29th, he's having a bluegrass showcase at Kentucky State University. It's going to be an alumni field. So we talked to him about that. That's going to be big, man. Every time they've had their little showcase, it's been getting bigger and bigger. More and more prominent athletes from all over the country have been coming to these things. We've got the local kids, top kids from like Louisville have been there. So, and at K-State, I think this would be a big event, especially with the way recruiting and everything is going. Me and Bue always talk about why kids don't want to go to K-State. And we've seen how HBCUs are becoming more prominent. So this is a chance kids will be on campus, see their new stadium, new field and everything, new facilities. You know, I think this will be good in a lot of ways for the state. So check that Sunday conversation out. That'll be on Sunday. Is that uh? and I'm just a little preview for myself. Is that seven on seven? Is it skills? No, nah, you know, it's like kind of like the little camps that they had at combines. You know, the kids will come in. The way they've okay. done them before, they do, uh, you know, the, the individual drills. They do their timing, like 40s and all that. Then they do, like, some drills, you know, like position drills. And then they'll break up and they'll do some seven-on-seven. Seven, and they'll do some, you know, one-on-ones, running back, that type of stuff. You know what I'm okay. saying? Well, one-on-ones more than seven-on-seven, seven, I think. But, you know, they do that in those camps, so they'll get a chance to also compete in drills. So, like, the linemen will go one-on-ones, linebackers and running backs, DBs and wide receivers, you know, give them a chance to compete against each other and do some stuff. So, it's a showcase. Always good stuff, man. If you got a kid in high school football, you know, get him in, check it out, sign up. Are you going to delve more into that on Sunday, on your Sunday? Yeah, like, he talks about it, and, you know, we get all into it on Sundays, just kind of, like, getting ready for that. And then we always do – we got a recruiting – uh, series that you can check out as well that we did a few years back, but it's always relevant. We talk to high school coaches, you know, the rivals they do, you know what I'm saying? As far as like the guys that do the rankings, we talk to consult- recruiting consultants, it's three parts. So if you got a kid in high school who wants to play college, make sure you check out. And we talk to the former number one recruit in the state, um, 
He was a Henry Clay and went to UK receiver. Uh, I can't think his name right now. But anyway, we talked about that being a number one recruit in the state and how things go and recruiting and all that. So if you're interested in recruiting, check out our recruiting. Not Aaron Boyd. It's not Aaron Boyd. No, not Boyd. Uh, After him. Jimmy. No, before Boyd. Maybe it was Aaron Boyd. It must be Aaron Boyd. I think Aaron Boyd was like number number fifth in the nation. He was a receiver, and he wanted to go to Oregon, but he ended up going to UK, and he talked about how he regretted that. You hit me out. I can't remember. He had a younger brother. The younger one, too, went to. It was like two of them. One went to UK, too. No, you're talking about Aaron and Shane Boyd. Shane is, is older, and Aaron was a younger one. He was probably, I think he was one of the highest recruits out of Kentucky in a long time back then, in the 2000s, early 2000s. Might have been. If you say Henry Clay, I'm I'm ninety percent sure it's, it's yeah. It was Henry Clay, and he talked about how he you know he didn't his 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 road on how he got better and things he did and recruiting and stuff. And then we talked to the high school coach because you know a lot of people like what about high school coaches what they do and the coaches just we talked to Coach uh, McKee and Coach. Uh, well, I'm bad with names. I'm trying to tell you. I'm like you the other day when you couldn't remember nobody. Hey, okay. I had it, boy. Anyway, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you can check that out, too. So if you're definitely into recruiting, check that out, y'all. And all your stuff is still on, on YouTube. You can go back. On YouTube. Yes, sir. On YouTube, all the stuff we talk about. If you missed anything, we can go yeah. check it out on YouTube. Big Things Kentucky. Like you said, all, all social media out there. Yes, sir. Look big things, Kentucky. And, and we want to appreciate A White and the Locker for having us and doing things with us, man. Always great to be on and help out whenever I can. We kind of last minute, y'all. So, you know, I'm sorry. Last, last minute. I'm talking about yes. <laughs> I did my best, though, and appreciate it, Derek. You say we did a good show, so that's good, man. No, no, I appreciate I appreciate you, man. Always, always good stuff, man. I'm glad that you didn't you didn't bounce around from team to team, man. We we got you grounded at least for we had you grounded for at least an hour or so. So hey, hey that's that's a small victory. I'll take the small ones here in Lexington, man. That's <laughs> all right, man. All right, man, truck man. I appreciate you, man. Thanks, man. Y'all take it easy. Keep right. doing big things, man. Catch you around the way. Yes, sir. Uh-huh.